0: Daily with Jason Martitis. Here it is, a Monday, May 24th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Mertidez. Uh, real quick, if you had didn't have a chance to hear Friday's episode where we had Pierre LeBrun from TSN RDS, and of course he writes for The Athletic and covers the NHL on, uh, go back and listen to it. It was a really good episode, Pierre provided a ton of insight. He's a guy that is very plugged in, and he's a guy that has no emotional connection to the Flyers, just covers the NHL, an unbiased reporter, and gave a very good interview, and he had a chance to sit down with Chuck Fletcher, not sit down, virtually sit down with Chuck Fletcher, and wrote an article about it, so we get into that and what the Flyers can, need to, and can accomplish coming up in this offseason. So if you missed that episode on Friday, go back and check out Pierre Lebrun. Uh, Very worthwhile uh, for you to hear that. But in this episode, the Flyers assistant coaches, we've talked to a couple already. Uh, We talked to Mike Terrien the other day on a Flyers Daily episode. We talked to Ian LaPerriere. And on this one, we will talk to Mike Yo. And he joins us right now on Flyers Daily. Mike, now that the season's in the rearview mirror uh, a little ways at this point, how are you feeling?
1: Oh, it's. Uh, I can tell you that the it's it still stinks. Um, you know, obviously the goal is to, to make the playoffs to give yourself a chance to win the Stanley Cup. That's why we're all here, is to win a cup, to bring a cup to Philly. And uh, and so yeah, disappointed. Um, that would be the, the the number one thing that we're all going through. And uh, and so yeah, it, it it still sucks. I can tell you that much.
0: Mike, it's all, as a coach, It's it's sometimes it's even a little bit harder because you can't jump on the ice and execute what you want, what you're coaching players to do. And sometimes all the coaching in the world can't help when things just aren't going right. How difficult was it for you this year um, to, you know, as a coach have some control but not total control and see things kind of un, un, unravel the way they did?
1: Well, probably – Probably one of the things that's most stressful about coaching is, like you said, like, like things get stressful when you maybe feel like you don't have control. But but at the same time, we take it very personally, uh, you know. And so uh, so obviously that's our that's our job to have the players ready to to have them focused to uh, to have them go out and, and, and execute and uh, and so. I can assure you that uh, that myself, the rest of the coaching staff, nobody is saying, you know, we just didn't have much control and, it, 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 you know, it's, it's not our fault. Uh, we're all taking it very personally. And, uh, you know, that sucks. But at the same time, uh, I know that it'll be fuel for everybody, uh, for myself personally, uh, to come back next year, to do whatever I have to do to, to make sure that, that we don't feel this way at this time of the year next year.
0: Mike, I brought that up with Sean Couturier the other day. I think it's such an important element of it. You know, what you do with disappointment in life, in sports, and and what you would deem as failure and, and not making the playoffs, what you do with that is what matters most now because you can't go back and change that part of it. How, how do players have to keep that in their frontal lobe when preparing for this season? And what what hopefully for most players... Will be a much different and normal off season.
1: Well, I think I think uh, two points to that. I like, you, and, and one very important one is the normal off season.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: know that uh, Chuck and Av um, were very thorough and had a very uh, a good plan in place for each player uh, as far as the exit meetings. Really, last year after the bubble, you know, you had some guys that stayed in Canada. Uh, some guys that went to the States, some staff that stayed in Canada, some people, and it was just sort of the situation, but uh, made for exit meetings very difficult. And I always believe that they're a very, very important part of, you know, evaluating yourself, uh, you know, not just the players, but us as a staff, getting the feedback you need uh, to move forward in the right way. Uh, this year, I know that, that those exit meetings went very well. Um, and, uh, and, and with that, like you said, the normal summer now players have the opportunity to, to, to train properly. Uh, you know, some guys didn't have a chance to have the ice time they needed to get to a gym that they needed to, uh, now this year that that's not going to be an excuse. And, uh, and so everybody, and it's still going to be a shortened season. If you think about it, like we're ending right now and, you know, in a typical year, this would be sort of the third round of the playoffs. So yep. it's still going to be a short off season. So every every player has to have a real darn good plan in place. Obviously, you always have to get rest. You have to get mentally, uh, you know, back on track. But but physically, there's some guys that really need to to do some things uh, to have themselves prepared for not just not just training camp, but the rigors of an entire season. And, uh, and how you train through the summer is critical in order to have success
0: uh, for the full season. Mike, in exit meetings, it, it for guys and, and things to work on, uh, it's got a lot more resonance to what you're asking those players to do after an unsuccessful season than a successful season. Uh, just how different is the tenor of the conversation in those meetings without kind of divulging exactly what goes into it?
1: Well, yeah, certainly um, – there, there's obviously a couple different messages. There's the team message, and then there's the individual message for, for each player. And uh, and the team message is the same for everybody. Uh, again, our expectations are higher. We, we demand more, and uh, and so we have to use this as motivation. We have to learn from this, and we have to make sure that this doesn't happen again. And then from the individual standpoint, it's, it's different for every player. Uh, you take, you know, what happened through the course of the season you know how their season went you take feedback from them but um, but you know it's it's basically putting them in the right frame, frame of mind to, to make sure that that they're you know get refocused and and uh and get motivated for for an off season and, and prepared for you know having a great season next year
0: Michael, what was a disappointing season coming in with the expectations and the progressive step that you guys took it in year one as the coaching staff? Uh, when you when you look at the and you have the exit meetings, um, I, I always say there's always some element of it that's non-negotiable. Right. And, and is that non-negotiable thing that, hey, guys, uh, there's going to be change here because we didn't have a successful season. so. If, when you're coming back you better be ready physically mentally recharged emotionally in all those aspects because that part is non-negotiable for us moving forward
1: 100% uh, you know like that'll start at training camp the fitness testing the levels that we expect that we demand and uh, and, it, and it and it applies to sort of what what we intend to build here and, and you know that's the Stanley Cup winning team and in order to do those things you know it doesn't just happen because of talent there's every team is loaded with talent in this league you know there's first overall picks there's on on, on all these teams and teams that we're competing with and basically what it comes down to is our commitment level has to be higher on the ice off the ice um you know what we demand of ourselves in, in terms of our uh, commitment of how we play the game uh, both with and without the puck so Yes, these are things that uh, that we will be focused on. Obviously, checking in through the players, uh, with the players through the course of the summer. And then right from day one of training camp, uh, You know, I know that we'll have an opportunity to have a regular camp next year with exhibition games. Uh, and so uh, we're going to have a real good plan in place. You know, the, the irony is we got off to a good start last year. I think we had a good plan in place. We weren't able to maintain it this year. We're going to make sure that we have a good start and we keep continue to build through the course of the
0: season. Mike when you look at it in some ways right now like you you're kind of decompressing from this season and you need that time to to recharge and all those things. But in a way after you have all those exit meetings and and you know the what you're asking of these players and professionals to handle this summer in a way it almost makes you chomp at the bit to get back at it for next year already because you want to you want to take the taste out of your mouth, don't you?
1: Oh, I, I yeah, for sure. I mean, I, <laughs> the last thing I'm looking forward to doing right now is sitting around not doing anything. You know, I um, I've got a plan in place at least for myself as far as looking at the analytics, talking about some things, uh, looking at things through some different eyes, uh, and then obviously evaluating all the things that I'm responsible for, uh, and then going to school. You know, it's not uh, every summer you got to try to get better. You look at other teams, you see what's new, what's trendy.
0: Um, so that's going to be my focus. Uh, let me ask you one last thing, Mike, about you know keeping players mentally uh, pushing forward amid struggles. I think it's one of the most difficult things to do because I, I think what people don't realize is that professional athletes still carry what we all carry, and that's insecurities when things go to a rough patch. Uh, how, how was it this year in trying to get players to push through – even when things weren't kind of turning out the way they wanted? Cause it's, and you saw it with your group sometimes, you know, one bad thing happens and it turned into two and then three. Uh, how difficult is it, even with professional athletes who've been, you know, the best kid in their town all growing up uh, that to have to deal with that at the professional level. Yeah. You
1: know, like one of the things we always deal with as coaches is, uh, is confidence, you know, and, and mm-hmm. confidence is a, Yeah. And, uh, it, it, it can be lost extremely easily and it, and it can be very difficult to get, to get back. Um, we always say that there's really no magic button that you can just push all of a sudden to get your confidence back. You can try to do some things. You, you can try to show, uh, the player, some video of some of the things that, that they're doing when they're, you know, when they're having success or, or maybe some of the past successes that they've had. Um, but in my experience, the best way uh, to get confidence is always to work. And uh, and one of the things that we didn't really have an opportunity to do with the schedule this year was to get to work and practice. You know, I, I've always uh, used the example of when I worked with Sidney Crosby in, in Pittsburgh, you know, there was a time where he, and, and, and as coaches, we can also learn from players. was uh, a time where he was struggling a little bit, we had a day off, nobody was in the rink, and I happened to go in and pick something up and he's in there after puck after puck. And he must have shot at least 500 pucks that day. For me, you can earn your confidence. You earn it through work. And we didn't have really an opportunity for guys to do that this year, uh, to build confidence through practice. And, and uh, certainly not an excuse, but but something that was very real, very different for especially the younger players to deal
0: with. Let me ask you about that because – and you're so right. Like You see guys that want to – they're not feeling right, so what do they do? They spend as much time as they can on the ice working on things until it does feel right. And you just don't have that opportunity. Does the system that you guys run with AV, uh, you know, your 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 forecheck, your neutral zone, and your D zone coverage, is is that one that you know that you need to practice a lot? Because some systems are are really kind of simplistic in nature, but you still need to practice them because those elements of trust those elements of knowing where guys are to play on instinct instead of thought really matter. And, and you can't just do that in games. You need to practice it.
1: Well, when you bring up like instinct versus thought, you're talking about um, the difference is really split seconds. Um, yeah. You know, when you get into a game, but that's, a, that's a massive difference. You know, when a player has to think on the ice, you play slower. Um, and when you play slower, you're in between. And next thing you know, instead of a defenseman being directly on top of a guy when he's pinching, he's maybe a little bit late arriving. Or forward is, you know, instead of uh, making the split decision as far as getting on top of their F3, uh, their forward and, and making sure that we're covering up our defensemen when they are pinching. These, these things, you know, like it's, if you're not quick, then then that's when the big breakdowns happen. The other part of it too is you can have all the systems you want, but really what separates one system from another is the details in the system, and that's where I noticed the big difference this year. You know, you can have, uh, you know, a D zone coverage where you're in good position, but if you don't have your stick in the right position, if you don't go stick on puck, um, if you don't find a way to kill that play, if you're not exactly in the shooting lane, um, then even though you're you're in position, you're not really doing the job that you need to be doing while you're there. And that's where I noticed a big difference this year is not having the practice time to work on the habits. Um, that, that really showed up in our game, I felt.
0: Yeah. Oh, God. Talk about that at all levels, don't we? Like, uh, it's not good enough to just be in the right spot. You got to do the right thing when you're in the right spot. But you're right. That takes repetition. Um, you going to get out there and do some fishing?
1: I am yeah that's that's for sure I you know I don't have a plan yet as far as I'm going to but uh, but certainly that's that's one of the things I do like to do in the off season just get out on the water and and, uh, I don't know I I don't really care if I do a whole lot of fishing but just I I spend a lot of time you know with some friends with some family uh, but I also spend a lot of time in the boat by myself and great opportunity to sort of reflect and think um, you know whether it's clear in your mind whether it's uh, thinking about next year, getting excited. Uh,
0: that's something that I definitely love to do. Yeah. It's there's, there's the serenity out there on the water and you know, nobody can, can take that away when you're out there. That's awesome. Mike, uh, have a great summer, man. I, I, am chomping at the bit to get you guys back already. I, I'm not, I'm not ready for the season to be over. I, I'm not leaving feeling satiated enough, but, um, I'm really looking forward to a normal summer and getting back to a normal calendar and, man, I hope when you guys are back in the fall that that building is packed again.
1: Yeah, you know what? I can't I can't wait for that. Uh, you know, it, we got goosebumps, like, the first time that we we played in front of a crowd. And obviously there's only, you know, a couple thousand people in the building. But, uh, but our home ice advantage is such an advantage. Our crowd's so amazing. Um, you know, it's intimidating for the other team. It's so, so uplifting for, for our group. So we can't wait for around to get out there in front of our
0: crowd again absolutely well said mike yo thanks for joining us on this episode of flyers daily we appreciate it as always okay. thanks to mike yo for joining us on this episode of flyers daily coming up you're gonna hear from kim dillaball the flyers goalie coach we'll talk to him as our monday wednesday friday releases of flyers daily continues so in other words we'll be back on wednesday with another brand new episode everybody thanks for listening enjoy your monday and we'll talk to you on wednesday's flyers daily